Are you looking for the best news and talk radio in Pensacola? Then tune in to News Radio Pensacola. We're your source for the latest news, weather, and traffic, as well as in-depth interviews with local and national leaders. We also have the best talk radio lineup in town with hosts that are passionate about the issues that matter to you. So whether you're looking to stay informed or just want to hear some great conversation, News Radio Pensacola is the place for you. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Whereas on June 4th, 1928, Congress passed a concurrent resolution calling for the observance of November 11th with the appropriate ceremonies and later provided an act approved on May 13, 1938, that the 11th of November should be a legal holiday known as Armistice Day. And whereas in order to expand the significance of, his commemor of this commemoration and in hopes that a grateful nation might pay appropriate homage to the veterans of all its wars, Congress, by an act approved on June 1, 1954, changed the name to Veterans Day, which reflects the military value and tradition of answering the call to duty by taking an oath to defend our nation and the Constitution of the United States of America. This course is uh, Commissioner Robert Bender, District 4. That's the eastern half of the city of Pensacola and Pensacola Beach and a couple of other uh, outlying areas. Issuing the proclamation a couple of weeks ago dealing with Veterans Day, which of course is tomorrow. And whereas the contributions and sacrifices of our veterans who served in the armed forces have been vital in maintaining our freedoms and way of life, our veterans are brave and selfless individuals who, when duty called, willingly put themselves in harm's way to defend the lives and liberties of others. And whereas to be a veteran or a service member is to have endured and survived challenges that most Americans will never know. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed, the Skimby County Board of County Commissioners Hereby honors and recognizes our veterans as we observe Veterans Day in Escambia County on Saturday, November 11, 2023. Outstanding. Well, I mean, you know, city councils, county commissions all across the area have made similar proclamations. But yeah, tomorrow is Veterans Day in case you didn't know. And uh, Rob Doss, who is the uh, president of the Veterans Memorial Park Foundation, was there to speak, and not just about the event tomorrow, but about the park itself. Well, I'm, I'm Rob Doss. I'm the president of the Veterans Memorial Park Foundation. And uh, just really quickly, what I would encourage everyone to do is to make some time on, on November 11th, Saturday, November 11th, to come out to Veterans Memorial Park and attend our ceremony. I think it's particularly important uh, now that we have so many people in serving in harm's way in very uncertain times. And it's, it's crucial that we here at home um, show them support. And, and the best way to do that, I think, is to honor those who've gone before and those who've fallen in the service of our country. So, Absolutely. And, of course, the time and the place uh, is the same every single year. So this is not something where you have to adjust on a regular basis. Same time, same year, or the same day every year. November 11th. It's the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of the year. So if you just set that on your calendar, you'll never forget it and you'll know where to be. Veterans Memorial Park. Thank you. Thank you, Rob.
And there were some other notes that he gave that I thought were particularly interesting. And this is stuff that you may, you may know or you may not realize. For example, that the park is run entirely by volunteer behavior, volunteer activity. The Veterans Memorial Park Foundation is, is an all-volunteer group. We have 11 members on our board, uh, and we tackle a lot of work to keep that park in good shape. Um, we're the stewards of Veterans Memorial Park, so literally 13 of us do that. And we rely on funds to do that, so we uh, take on these fundraising responsibilities. Most definitely, and they're all different kinds of them. Um, but also, what's the idea behind creating a space like Veterans Memorial Park? And, you know, look, you might be new to town or you just might not realize, but uh, that's when you're driving on Bayfront Parkway and you see the big cobra sitting over there. Um, that's Veterans Memorial Park. A uh, replica of the uh, the Vietnam Wall Memorial is there and all kinds of other stuff, by the way. That park is a place that people can come in peace and reverence and reflection and pay tribute, to the, particularly to the fallen. So that's why we do it, and that's why we really do need for all of us, all of us to come out and enjoy the park and participate in these ceremonies. And they had gotten some, they were involved in Foo Foo Fest, are involved in Foo Foo Fest, and at first I was like, why is the Veterans Memorial Park involved in Foo Foo Fest? And then I realized. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. If you haven't been to the park, you really do need, you're missing out. You need to get out there because if, if you like anything to do with art, that park has more art than any other park in the city of Pensacola. It, we have 13 separate structures that are all world-class art pieces, bronze, marble, uh, the whole nine yards. And, and we have, frankly, we have about $3 million worth of art sitting out there in the park. So if you've never been out there and appreciate it, that's a worthwhile time. And I'm telling you right now that if you Pull up out there, give yourself a couple hours because you'll want to sit there and study each one. And he's exactly right. And I just had never thought about it that way. $3 million worth of artwork at Veterans Memorial Park if you consider the cost of all of those monuments and memorials, right? And he's right. I mean, just duh as soon as he says it, but I had never thought about that way as it being one of the great art centers of uh, the Pensacola community. 615 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Of course, thank you to all of those of you who served. Uh, Veterans Day is for all of the people who served, um, you know, we have different holidays for each sort of section of those affected by being involved in the military. Of course, Memorial Day is for those who have died. Um, Veterans Day is for everybody who served. And I appreciate all of you doing that. 616, we've got Jake with Traffic on the Fives. The um, vet, the uh, memorial service, the Transgressors Memorial Service, comes up next right after this. The early service. Uh, Jake, tell them about the roads. I love the early service. Uh, <laughs> First pass. Yeah, yeah. The guy choking in the background, uh, that, that'll be me. Um <laughs> Uh, we're looking good this morning. Uh, all exits off I-10 and I-110 are reporting clear, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Uh, Nine Mile is looking good. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah into Pensacola. Uh, Gulf Beach Highway not showing any uh, any delays. If you're headed into town on Highway 90, you're looking good through Milton and Pace. Uh, let's see here. Longleaf Drive, Mobile, Pine Forest. I mean, everything's looking good. I'm not seeing any accidents or slowdowns. If you have any traffic to info to report, you can text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. 
The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Keep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Got it. Goes down! Sacked! This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep down field! Caught! Touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long, right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing, these are words you hear a lot about. But what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you could start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, Monday morning at 1030. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. Monday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3 is Pensacola's radio home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors memorial service remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names let's join brother andrew remembering those who we have lost the first remembrance this week is for homer simpson strangling his son bart as most of you know one of the recurring atrocities on this hellscape of a Neanderthal anti-woke animated so-called satire was that the irascible Bart would so frustrate his father that Homer could do nothing other than throttle his son in a horrific display of bad parenting. Although the terrible choice to show this child abuse on screen had been previously abandoned for a short time from season 22 to season 24 a decade ago, it had somehow returned like an undead joke that just couldn't be head traumaed into oblivion. But in an episode airing last month, Homer indirectly announced his full sanctification while shaking the hand of a new neighbor. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Marge? Strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. Times have changed indeed. What a wonderful expression of hope for us all. If the impossibly incompetent Homer Simpson can evolve, perhaps anyone can. And even though we all understand the frustration of spending 35 years trying to discipline the same recalcitrant uh, 10-year-old, that certainly never justifies cartoon violence against imaginary ageless children. Now, some misguided analysts might claim that the whole point of showing Homer choking Bart was to associate that kind of child abuse with the obviously atrocious parenting of Homer, indirectly teaching people that only terrible parents abuse their children. But we have no patience for these kind of sentiments that require people to think, and interpret satirical art with anything beyond a superficial analysis. And that's why we applaud this apparent step toward the full netification of Homer. 
Flanders would obviously never strangle his wonderful children, and if the plot arc of The Simpsons is to eventually show Homer becoming Ned, the clear moral paragon of the show in every way except for the fact that he happens to be a Christian, we applaud the move. Let nothing offend, let nuance be gone, and may we all be as Flanders as possible. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second. A hearty dose of praise for the outstanding work being done at the Department of Health and Human Services, which last month rolled out its updated official Gender Identity, Non-Discrimination, and Inclusion Guidance on National Coming Out Day. The linchpin of this splendid new set of directives is the commandment that, quote, all applicants and employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves because using correct names and pronouns helps foster workplaces free of discrimination and harassment. Now, some might say, what about the discrimination against those who believe sex is something you're born with or those who adhere to regressive traditional religions? Well, obviously, it's okay to discriminate against them. Duh. It's not harassment if the victims are bad people. It's just accountability. Another feature of this policy we admire is its patience with minor mispronounings. As the new doctrine explains, quote, the isolated and inadvertent use of an incorrect name or pronoun will generally not constitute unlawful harassment. But then again, a repeat or persistent offenders will be subject to discipline and even termination if they refuse to give up their free speech rights for the sake of their gender divergent coworkers' feelings. Just as it's obvious that you are permitted to believe anything you like about your gender, it is also obvious that I am not permitted to believe anything I like about your gender. Your beliefs control my beliefs and my speech. End of story. Amen. How else can we groupthink in harmony and unity, pledging allegiance to the rainbow flag of the United Sexualities of America? So kudos to you, HHS, and your transgender assistant secretary, Admiral Rachel Levine. You really are gender-bending the arc of the moral universe towards justice. Well done. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, another hearty round of approbation for the pioneering work being done by the Pittsburgh Public Schools Board, which recently spent $50,000 to have Ketzel Education Consulting completely purge the district's math classes of racism. The directive to Ketzel, which according to their website specializes in workshops on anti-racist math and equipping teachers with the tools to, quote, identify, disrupt, and replace practices that perpetuate white supremacy, end quote, is to create workshops to confront, quote, oppressive practices in math instruction with practices that center the wellness of students of color and to provide opportunities for math departments and math teachers to grow their anti-racist math praxis collaboratively in pedagogy and instruction, end quote. When someone says something so well, all you want to do is quote them. In promoting anti-racist math leadership in the Pittsburgh schools, Ketzel will help, quote, identify issues of equity in math spaces, end quote, after taking educators through their initial anti-racist math workshop, Series Edition 1, or what we like to call the 1-2-3s of math decolonization. We hope this wonderful work will parallel the state of Oregon's model for creating an equitable math toolkit, which reminds us that, quote, upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity as well as a fear of open conflict. So true. Many people believe that the challenge we face in math is students not being able to get right answers. In fact, the real enemy of good math education is the belief that there are right answers. The idea of objective truth itself is the real barrier we must transcend on the way to truly inclusive and emotionally reassuring math excellence. 
If there's space in the new anti-racist curriculum, we also deeply hope the Pittsburgh schools can follow the guidance gleaned from the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics webinar in 2022, in which they explained that tracking, the practice of grouping students by ability or achievement into cohorts that are taught based on their perceived level of competence rather than altogether, is really a form of what they called, quote, spirit murdering inflicted on children of color through math, their words. To all this, I say bravo, leaders in education. In all honesty, with so many right things being said by you, there's literally nothing left for me to say on my own. With the minds of the future being so capably molded by you and your values, everything should be perfectly fine. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please consider contributing to the fundraising being done on behalf of our dear other and Antonio Pellegrini, who spent the past week convalescing after being confronted in an online discussion forum with the question, if the United States is such an awful place, why are so many people doing everything they can to come here by any available means? Flummoxed by the implications of this conundrum, Antonio retreated to their bedroom and has been catatonic ever since. Funds raised will help pay for a home visit by a certified logic exorcist who we hope can cast out the demon of sound reasoning and reprogram Antonia to ignore the implications of questions they cannot answer with the dogmas we preach. Refreshments this week are provided by Nacho Camas, the postmodern Tex-Mex cantina and alternative grammar emporium. Nacho Camas specializes in subverting the structure of Western imperialism by serving authentic Mexican dishes off a menu featuring creative misspellings, inappropriate use of the period, overuse of ellipses, and random tildes above letters other than the N. For more than 30 years, Nacho Camas has been a bastion of anti-post-logical positivist activism, in which time their primary accomplishment has been to foster a strong sense of social disaffection. Try the case it is. You can really taste the self-loathing. Liberation Today magazine calls them downright Kafka-esque. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, Having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. Thank you, Brother Kevin. 627 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Uh, the opinions of the show are mine. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Send your mail to. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Jake's got traffic on the five. You up to it? Yeah. Let's let's right, let's get out of here and start an advertising company, Andrew. <laughs> I, I uh, man, the ads are always what kill me. I'm crying right now. Um, nacho commas. Uh, let's see here. We got a map in front of me. Let's see what's going on. Uh, nothing is going on. Highway 90 is clear through Milton uh, and Pace. Uh, looks like Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic. Uh, Summit Boulevard not showing any accidents. Highway 98, if you're coming into uh, into the uh, Avalon Point uh, Garcon uh, area there, it's not showing any major slowdowns yet. And uh, looking over here, looks like Longleaf is good, Mobile. Uh, and uh, Highway 29 is actually looking pretty good in Contoman as well. If you have any tips to report this morning, uh, you can text us at 437-1620. This report is brought to you by ECUA. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now available. All you have to do is call by 2 p.m. the day before your normal service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. 92.3 informative local dependable. <laughs> I love what? that I can reduce you to an incapacity <laughs> to do your job. That makes me so happy. I always worry. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I got to do traffic right after this. I don't even. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? 
I was listening to this whole thing, and you're talking about The Simpsons and yeah, Homer yeah, yeah. and Bart, and all I could think was how many times I thought Candy was going to come after you, just oh, like no Homer doubt. did Bart during that. Yeah, segment. if you'd ever seen her throttling me by the, uh, the the throat, and you know me with my tongue out, it, it, you would have thought, ah, it's Simpsons in real life. How exactly, about that? Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, New Jer- former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie will be heading to the uh, Middle East. He's headed to. Uh, uh, Israel, he'll be there on Sunday. Opening statements uh, got underway Thursday in the federal trial of the man accused of attacking then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband in their home in San Francisco. That happened October of last year. And uh, if you're into award shows, the Grammy nominations being announced later this morning. They'll be live-streamed at Grammy.com at about 9.45. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know... <laughs> It's funny because sometimes there are things that I know, that I prep for, that I have on my list, and then I just forget to mention. Somebody texts me, and I always appreciate the good reminders. Today's the birthday of the Marine Corps since 1775. Uh, wow. So uh, founded at the uh, the Tun Tavern in Philadelphia by Samuel Nicholas. So 248 years young, your Marine Corps doesn't look a day over 50. Uh, so <laughs> no, we love the Marines. Absolutely love the Marines. Also, by the way, the birthday of Martin Luther. Just, you know, in case you don't know, the uh, not Martin Luther King, Right. Junior, Martin right. Luther, Old the school. leader of the Martin Protestant Luther. Reformation. Yeah. You know, the 95 Theses and all this stuff. Something that, you know, typically comes up on uh, uh, earlier in the, in the month, actually last month in October when we have Reformation Day. But, you know, another one that I forgot to mention because there's a lot of stuff that we just forget to mention. Gianna Gelosi reports yesterday of pauses in fighting in Gaza to allow civilians to flee south. Fox's Trey Yang's on what that actually looks like. The Americans came out with this idea there would be four-hour pauses across the board in the fighting, and the Israelis say that simply is not the case. They are calling this basically a tactical pause that will be implemented not across the Gaza Strip, but only in certain neighborhoods with one goal in mind, to get more civilians out of the way. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking to Fox's Brett Baer. We're doing everything in our power to reduce uh, civilian casualties. We've uh, managed safe zones so they and safe corridors so civilians can heed our call to leave, even though Hamas is trying to keep them in. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says he is not seeking re-election next year. Democrats worried the party will lose his Senate seat. There are also questions on whether Manchin will run for president. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. Right now, we've got mostly cloudy skies. It is 69 degrees in Pensacola right now. The town of Century has reportedly entered negotiations with a potential town manager. Mayor Luis Gomez Jr. introduced the town council to Robert Brown at Tuesday's meeting. Then they promptly set a special meeting for last night where the council voted to enter into negotiations. Brown reportedly has some experience serving in Indiantown, Florida, Bell, California, Muskogee, Oklahoma, and Opelika, Florida. The whirlwind hiring comes after the town attempted to hire Robert Thompson for the position several months ago. He ended up taking a job in Oklahoma instead. I'm sorry, Arkansas. Uh, We are learning more this morning about the tragic death of a Pensacola police canine officer last weekend. PPD's Mike Wood says it was a rare internal injury involving a a twisted artery of some type that caused canine Sino to pass away. He was a narcotics dog and worked with handler officer Zach Harris. PPD held a funeral procession for Sino earlier this week. 
Well, there has been some frustration from the parents of local middle schoolers uh, after what they're saying was an alarming lack of information over threats made on social media. Yesterday, the sheriff's office posted on Facebook that they were aware of rumored social media threats against area middle schools. Those threats, though, were determined not to be credible. Other than that, no information was released. At least one of the schools at the center of the threats was Ransom Middle School. Parents say panicked students were calling to be picked up. I was scared and extremely upset, very, very angry that I did not even get a notification, a call, text, nothing. And uh, that parent talked with Channel 3. A voicemail message was eventually put out by the principal at that school. FPL customers in northwest Florida should see their bills go down by, well, about $5 soon. The utilities lowering the storm restoration recovery charge, which allowed FPL to pay for repairs after Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. The rate they pay is only one factor in their total electric bill. The key to lowering their bill is actually to monitor and manage their usage. And this is especially true as the weather gets colder. And uh, that is company vice president J.T. Young. He tells Channel 3 the change will go into effect in January. The block-by-block youth construction symposium started this week. Now, this is a county initiative to provide free on-the-job training to young people looking to get a job in the trades. We're partnering with Pensacola State College. They're going to run the academy, if you will, is really what it is. And we're going to take on carpentry first. And so we're going to bring some youth in. Uh, and we're going to maybe 25 to 30 and put them through uh, uh, an academy to do a, a certification program. And we're going to train them, going to teach them how to do carpentry. And when they get done with the program, they'll be, they will have a, cert- a certificate. They'll be certified to do that. Huh. This can be a county administrator. Wes Moreno says future versions of this program could be held for other trades, such as plumbing, masonry, and electrical. Each program lasts six weeks. Young people who uh, complete that program then get a certificate. And uh, in order to participate, you have to be between 16 and 24 years old. 635, let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, we're looking really good out there so far this morning. Uh, taking a look at the map, looks like Highway 90 is clear from Milton and to Pea Ridge and Pace. Uh, Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Also, Summit Boulevard not showing any accidents. I-10 and I-110 is checking in clear. And 98 headed into Navarre, Winhaven, and also on the uh, other direction going westbound towards Avalon. It's all looking good so far this morning. If you have any traffic info to report, you can always text us 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Mostly cloudy skies today with a 40% chance of stray showers high near 78 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 65 degrees. For Saturday, our cloudy chance continues. 50% chance of rain with the high near 72. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees. Rain chance rounds out the weekend with mostly cloudy skies on Sunday. 40% chance of rain. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now it's 70 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze, 68 in Milton. Your next news at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kishenko with your Money Now. The U.S. arm of the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China was hit by a ransomware attack reportedly causing disruptions to the U.S. Treasury market. ICBC is the world's largest bank by assets and says the U.S.-based ICBC Financial Service 
experienced a ransomware attack that resulted in disruption to certain internal systems on Wednesday. The bank said the impacted systems were immediately disconnected and isolated, and law enforcement was notified. Bloomberg News says some U.S. Treasury transactions failed to clear because of the disruption. Shares of Groupon are down 34% in pre-market trading after the discounting marketplace acknowledged challenged business conditions. Groupon says it's turning its focus to delivering projects that will reinvigorate its marketplace and position its business to return to growth. On Wall Street, futures are mixed after stocks closed broadly lower yesterday. And that's your money now. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. From our spectacular beaches to the miles of rivers and unspoiled forests, the Gulf Coast offers some of the best family adventure around. And the Subaru Crosstrek and Subaru Forester are the perfect family vehicles to explore every dune and unpaved trail in Northwest Florida. Both come standard with sure-footed symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you deep into the wild places you love. The Crosstrek is powered by a 182-horsepower Subaru Boxer engine that adds plenty of go to any adventure. And the Forester boasts 9.2 inches of ground clearance to get you through every wilderness challenge. There's more than enough room for your gear and plenty of options to make the Crosstrek or Forester fit your lifestyle. In a Subaru, the destination is the journey. So grab the kids and the dog and follow your own path to adventure. Love is out there at Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got fall gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Presented by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. War breaks out between Israel and Hamas. Starting with our top three stories today, the latest in Israel is Hamas released two hostages. A militant couple who was in Israel when the Hamas attacks began has arrived back home safely. When we were leaving, Governor DeSantis says it's important to stand with Israel. Most of the deaths of our own servicemen. We're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. I got to give the president credit for keeping you informed with a local emphasis. News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative. Local.
want to thank Admiral Case and Captain Kuhn, critical partners in the announcement of this uh, important partnership to offer uh, ambulatory procedural care first and then escalating into even more and more care that we can offer to veterans in the Naval Hospital in Pensacola. Big announcement yesterday. This is uh, Dr. Sharif El-Nahal, the Undersecretary for Health at the Veterans Affairs Administration. Yesterday at the uh, VA, I was there with uh, really just like two other, two or three other people. And uh, I mean, there was, they had, they had people with them, but in terms of like, you know, uh, reporters who were covering it and, um, you know, got a chance to really hear some amazing news in my opinion okay it's there's kind of a if it all works out the way they plan element to this but still big announcement yesterday that um you know they're gonna start and actually they have already started providing low acuity care at the naval hospital by the va and look i know if you don't know much about this terrain and i genuinely genuinely did not i have tried to learn this before and i remember thinking Good Lord, what person designed all of this to make no sense whatsoever? Because there is that feel to it. Um, the short version is that the um, uh, the Defense Health Agency is kind of the overseeing uh, agency for all of the health care provided to active duty members of the military. And even there, you have this weird thing where historically, like, the Navy has had their own facility and the Air Force has had their own stuff and the, everybody treats separately. And you think, why why would we need to have separate medical for all of these different organizations that are all doing basically the same thing? It seems like you should just have, you know, uh, the the active duty health agency or what they call the defense health agency. Well, that's kind of the move now they're trying to accomplish, but historically has not been the case. So historically, you not only had the separation between veterans, you know, no longer active duty and actual active duty, which makes no sense because, again, they both need medical care. Why would you have separate things? But they had a separate one for all of the different, you know, different services, which is crazy. So what they're basically doing here is they're using surplus capacity space and, you know, hospital rooms and operating equipment, things like that, at the Naval Hospital, which is underutilized right now. And they're going to take VA staff and they're going to basically walk across the street and provide in the beginning what the, you know outpatient ambulatory uh, orthopedic bone care to people and they've already started doing and it's going to be more and more over time what they provide the fact is they've already started to treat veterans there for simpler ambulatory procedures and everything from orthopedic care to other types of care that veterans need so that started just a few weeks ago the benefit of this in part is that if you can go to the naval hospital now you don't have to go to biloxi or jacksonville also, you don't have to go to a community care setting, a private physician or a hospital here in town, which puts stress on those systems because, you know, there's a lot of veterans in this area. And if they can't be handled by the VA, then they're going to, you know, stress the local community providers. We intend with this partnership to expand more and more of that type of procedural care to veterans here so that they don't have to travel to as many private sector institutions for that care and certainly don't have to travel as often to the Biloxi VA main hospital, which is a couple hours away, obviously, from Pensacola. And, um, you know, our news guy, David Wayne, who served in the Army for several years, was making me aware of something I hadn't been thinking about, which is that the um, the reimbursement for transportation costs to and from Biloxi is a pretty expensive thing. It's, you know, runs somewhere on the order of like 100 bucks just in mileage. So every time somebody has to go, and that's not counting a transport if they have to have one. So that's just, just a, like a small example of a way this might be a cost-saving measure. They are going to have to hire new staff at the VA and are already in that process. We know that we need to hire more people to serve veterans here in Pensacola. 
and throughout this region in the panhandle. But we also need more space. Space is a very important constraint here. And we know that among the easiest ways that we can have our personnel combine forces with DOD personnel is to use underutilized space within DOD facilities. Which is the concept of the partnership. And this is a pilot program here that they intend to expand across the country once they get all of the details and kinks worked out of how it's going to run here. This is the first and I think flagship partnership like this that we're going to try to replicate, by the way, across the country where we are co-located with VA assets, medical centers and clinics with military treatment facilities. Right. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So we're learning about this yesterday. And one of the things, look, Dr. Elnaha was very transparent, in my opinion, about acknowledging the failures and the shortcomings of the VA system, including obviously wait times are an issue and have been for a long time. Staff onboarding process has been an issue. But this is one of those like easy fixes once somebody came up with it. You know, we've got a facility that'll handle, you know, hospital kinds of conditions and we've got personnel or at least we've got an interest and then we can hire the personnel to staff and use that basically empty floors, you know, at the Naval Hospital. Let's provide care to our veterans and not have to build a facility that's going to take care of them. But also let's do a much better job of explaining to people what their benefits are and reaching out to veterans in this area who may not even realize that they are eligible for the benefits that they are eligible for because they've earned them. We know we need more doctors. We need more providers. We need more accessible care. We need better and more significant outreach and getting folks to understand what services that we offer. I don't view it as the responsibility for veterans to figure out what we offer. It is our responsibility to communicate clearly and effectively to the veterans who earned this care. It's not just care that they qualify for. It is care that they earned. I mean, I remember maybe a month or so ago, they had a, you know, one day come and get tested and screened and get in, in, in onboarded into the VA system. And they had like a thousand people show up, a thousand veterans who maybe didn't realize that they or their family members might be eligible for care. Like it's that level of gap between awareness and practice of who knows that they have uh, eligibility for care. We'll come back to this in just a second. But to me, big announcement yesterday. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, Highway 98 is clear from Navarre into Gulf Breeze in Pensacola. Uh, Three Mile Bridge is not showing any delays. Uh, there was a lane closed on the bridge when I came in, but that was uh, that was quite a while ago. So I think you're still looking good on the bridge. Uh, if you're headed into town on Highway 90 from Milton or Pace, you're looking good all the way in. Uh, 10 and 110 are flowing smoothly and Nine Mile is not showing any issues. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Ask for Fresh from Florida by name and look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo at local grocery stores near you. Join the Fresh from Florida club at freshfromflorida.com. Keep your traffic tips coming in to 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. So again, back to this announcement yesterday from the uh, VA and the Defense, Defense Health Agency, the DHA. Um, and, and by the way, I just... Make, make a note for you. Um, I am not an expert in this area. In fact, everything I know almost I learned in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so, like, if I say something that's wrong, please correct me uh, for it. And uh, and just to, like, prove the point, I'm embarrassed to have to admit it, but it is true. I had never been even on the premises of the VA facility here. And I still have not been to the VA to the, to the Navy hospital. And I will go. I mean, I realize this is a gap in my knowledge. Um, and I will go, but you know, when I go in there, it's bustling. Oh my God. The number of people who are at the, um, you know, the VA, it's, I, you know, there's no, not so many people anywhere in Pensacola as at the VA on a given day. It was my experience anyway. So very, very active. A lot of people that they're taking care of, uh, Rear Admiral Matthew Case, a two-star was there yesterday representing DHA talking about this program. For us, this is our opportunity to partner, um, 
with our next door neighbors here who take care of many of the same patients that we do. And also that for them, this was a simple choice to make. To, I mean, once they realized it, like, oh, duh, of course, yes. This is very easy. We had some space in our building that was not being used. We live, we're across the street from a facility that needs some additional support. We have teams that can do that to support that. And we get to work together, which is the best thing of all. So the goal in all of this, the goal is eventually to make it so that you don't have to go anywhere else or go into the community to get the kinds of services that you would need a hospital for or you know, specialist for that can't be delivered at the VA clinic. That's the idea, and they're building toward that. The goal is to get as close to that as we possibly can over time. And so we're starting by ramping up from something smaller because waiting to deliver what we can already deliver with our personnel would make no sense. And so we're starting with simpler procedures. We're then gonna go to more complex procedures that can still be done on an outpatient basis. And we're looking at opportunities to open inpatient capacity with the units that are not being utilized uh, at the Naval Pensacola Hospital. So uh, that's the mindset, you know, build the assets, build the personnel and become increasingly uh, greater in the services that we offer. Yeah, and again, that's uh, Dr. Nahal talking about this from the uh, VA. He's the Undersecretary for uh, Health at the VA. And that what they're trying to do basically is take the underutilized physical assets that the Naval Hospital has and find a way to utilize them instead of having to develop you know, their own. And it's a cost savings measure, but also an opportunity to develop within-house the capability to serve veterans in this way. Dr. Stephanie Rapaski, I believe this is who was talking. If I got her wrong, I apologize. But uh, she's the medical director of the Gulf Coast VA healthcare system. I asked about how many employees this is going to be requiring, and I'm sure they are already well into this process if they've already been delivering some level of care for two weeks. We're hiring approximately 65 staff right now for the first phase. Most of that is nursing staff in addition to anesthesiologists uh, and physicians to complete the surgery, so specialties. But we're also hiring uh, uh, environmental management service staff to do the cleaning, logistics to help with the uh, supplies, pharmacists to help with medication. So it really is the full complement of the team, uh, but largely led with nursing and physicians. And so that process, and there will be far more employees to be hired when they get to the like the full rollout of all the services that they're intending to provide. The Navy is not hiring new staff in the the benefit to the Navy is, of course, the knowledge that they're helping the veterans, but also that their medical staff at the hospital, who transition relatively frequently, I guess is what I was told, uh, they will now be partnered with or in you know collaboration with um, team members who will not transition because they're from the VA. And so there's a kind of steady stream of training and protocol maintenance that will be consistent across the board that will help their staff when they do transition around. And the last thing that, uh, you know, I appreciate Laura Hussey being there from Channel 3. She asked about uh, what about the wait times and delay for appointments, something that they are, of course, well aware of as a problem in the VA? I saw data from Dr. Rapaski earlier today. Uh, we've got issues with wait times in the direct care system right here for certain services. But the comparable wait times for community care was also made clear. It's essentially the same, and it's all too long. So part of what Dr. Rapaski and Dr. McDougall are doing is hiring more personnel internally so that we can get more folks in. And so we had a situation where a number of primary care docs left this area recently. And so we have to catch up by hiring more of them as just one example. But when it comes to community care, one of the system-wide goals that I had was to deliver that confirmed scheduled appointment much faster than we had. And so when, we, when I first came onto this position a little over a year ago, 
uh, on average, it was over 30 days to just get that scheduled appointment confirmed, let alone what happens next. So Dr. Rapasky showed me data that that's down significantly by almost a third in terms of the time it takes to deliver that scheduled appointment. And then we have to deal with capacity in the community. So what we need to do is make sure we're not the reason that community care appointments are being delayed so that we get our paperwork done, we call the provider, we call the veteran, we just get it scheduled and then coordinate that care faster and better. So it's not just access internally that we have to work on. It's the community care access for sure. So a lot of information. I have questions myself. We'll see how it goes over time, but I'm optimistic that this seems like an improvement in access to health care for our veterans, which is, of course, a major portion of our community. Now, David Wayne is our news guy, but he is also a military veteran from the Army, served in Iraq. Um, you you have encountered this system. <laughs> I have, and it is very frustrating. It really is. Uh, you know, I moved here just about three years ago, not quite three years ago. It took me when I moved here until actually I, I still haven't had my first VA appointment, but oh it's next God. month. It's next month. But so, still, wow. But that, uh, yeah, that is how long of a process it has been. And they were just talking about how a lot of physicians left. Mm-hmm. There's already a lot of veterans here. They had to get, you know, all of the people that were already in their system, plus all the higher priority folks, in, you know, into appointments. But when I uh, when I first got here and I tried to transfer my care from the Iowa VA system here, yeah, it, it was a very long process. I would make an appointment. It would be scheduled six months out. Oh, Three Lord. months before that appointment, it would be canceled and then have to reschedule it and start that whole process again. That went on for about a year and a half oh. before I finally got into the community care system and was able to go get at least routine annual, you know, physicals and that type of thing done. And just, and just, I mean, I don't want to get into the particulars, but, you know, you were involved in uh, explosive ordinance, right. you know, and so you have things that are related to that. Right, some service-connected issues yeah, and that type and, of deal. You know, Absolutely, so just, yeah. Which is common enough for people who are, you know, served in active duty veterans. Well, David, as always, thank you so much for your service, and I appreciate the perspective. I know one of your thoughts is that if this all works, <laughs> I, you can be and optimistic. And I hope it but, does. You know, it really, I'm optimistic. I think they're trying. Let's just hope it, it works. Let's hope it comes through. Yeah, very good, David. Thanks for the update. Let's get a quick traffic on the fives before our break here. Jake has got traffic for us. Yeah, nothing major to report this morning. Uh, NES Pensacola is looking good. NES Whiting Field over on Highway 87 is looking good. No backup slowing you down yet. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing. Highway 90 coming in from Milton. You're looking good there. And uh, if you're on 10 or I-110, uh, it's looking clear so far. This traffic report is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. Knox Pest Control, their family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit knoxpest.com. Knox knocks them out. <laughs> Love that ad. Um, keep your traffic tips coming in to 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. When it comes to precious metals, there's only one place to consider, and that is Emerald Coast Coins. They're the local leader in dealing with coins and jewelry. Gold, silver, diamonds, and sterling silver. Emerald Coast Coins buys, sells, and trades. And for the past 15 years, customers from all over the Gulf Coast have trusted Emerald Coast Coins for the best estimates and prices in town. Stop in today. They're on Creighton Road, right across from Tom Thumb. Emerald Coast Coins. 
an affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield, Florida, Inc., BBA, Florida, Blue. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The 38th annual Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival is Thursday through the 19th in venues all along the Florida, Alabama Gulf Coast. Hear the writers' songs from seasoned and aspiring songwriters from all over the world. See frankbrownsongwriters.com. The National Park's fee-free day is Saturday. Find out more at nps.gov. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Guy Benson talks to the big newsmakers every day from 2 to 4 before Pensacola right now on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Average for gallon gas, 339. Florida average is 322. In Georgia, it's 287. How cheap it is in Georgia? Still too much. California, 509. In uh, Navarre this morning, 280 east, 283 west. At the Walmart, 282 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 309 at the Exxon in proper. 289 at the Raceway in Milton, same at the P Ridge Murphy, 299 going through pace at a couple of places. On 9 Mile, the Walmart, 279, 279 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then coming in from the southwest side, 283 at the Navy. Murphy, 658 News Radio 923. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? NASA has announced that the oldest living astronaut has died. Frank Borman died Tuesday in Montana after a stroke. He was 95. Borman was an Air Force colonel who commanded two early NASA missions, including Apollo 8 in 1968. And apparently school vaccine exemptions are at their highest level ever. The CDC says immunization programs for measles, mumps, rubella, tetanus, polio, and chickenpox. Uh... Less children now getting their shots than they were before the pandemic. Uh, come on, people. Look, I, you know, you can have a reasonable discussion with folks about their resistance or their opposition to the COVID vaccine, but we have been stopping measles, mumps, and rubella for decades. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.